بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين بإذن الله Today we'll be speaking about how the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم bought the land that his masjid masjid النبوي is built on After that we'll be speaking a little bit about assets what is an asset and the different types of assets, for example, a community asset, a personal asset, and their importance, etc. In Kitab al-Buyur, Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah mentions a subchapter. He says, Babun, sahibu silati ahaqqu Basically, the owner, somebody who owns a product, they own something. This owner is more befitting when it comes to bidding when it comes to naming the price of their own product he then mentions the hadith of anas radiyallahu anhu where he says the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said ya bani najjar calling out to a tribe who were known as banu najjar thaminuni he said name your price name your price for what name your price for this piece of land the piece of land that the Messenger ﷺ wanted to build his masjid on. What's interesting is this hadith is mentioned several times in Sahih al-Bukhari. Here it's mentioned in Kitab al-Buyur, the book of buying and selling. Later on, Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah mentions it when speaking about hijrah. He also mentioned it previously when speaking about masajid. This hadith, it's actually a long hadith and the story is such that the Messenger وسلم, when he reached Medina, after he migrated from Mecca, one of the first things he did was he bought this piece of land. What we can derive and a benefit we can take from this hadith is the importance of having an asset, especially when it comes to a community asset. As we will see, the Messenger وسلم, migrated from Mecca, he came to Medina. One of the first things he did was he stopped by Quba and the first masjid in Islam was established. He then came closer into Medina or towards the center of Medina. And the second thing he's doing, as in this hadith, is he is buying a piece of land because he wants to build a masjid. What is a masjid? We all know a masjid, we go, we perform our salah. And for a lot of us, that's about it. We have to realize the role of a masjid, especially in those days, was much, much more than this. Yes, the masjid is a place where people get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The masjid, especially in those days, was also a place where knowledge was taught and disseminated. What we would term today as an educational institute or a university. When we look at most of the ayat, most of the ahadith, if not all of them, they were explained by the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum in Masjid al-Nabawi, in this masjid. Not only that, the masjid was a place that brought the whole community together. Imagine you living in a community and you are seeing everybody roughly five times a day at least when it comes to salah. You then get to know this one, you then get to know that one. The community becomes stronger and tighten it. Not only that, as for the poor people at the time, those who didn't have a place to stay, those who didn't have much food, the masjid would be their place. They had a place towards the back of the masjid where they would stay. 
So look at the importance of a masjid, the importance of having a community asset, a place of worship that also serves as a teaching or educational institute. It also serves multiple purposes. The Messenger وسلم, would meet people who would come from outside or groups that would come from outside. He would sit with them. He would talk to them. And a lot of this was in the masjid. What's important to realize is when it comes to an asset, a lot of people define an asset in a lot of different ways. The accountants have their definition of it. Another definition that's picking up a lot of traction, especially in the world we live in today, where people are telling you an asset is something that puts money into your pocket. As for liability, it's something that takes money out of your pocket. According to these people, they would tell you that a house or a car is not actually an asset because you have to spend money on it. So it's taking money out of your pocket. On a personal level, this may be correct. However, on a much broader level, especially community assets, we could define them as things or pieces of benefit that everybody, the whole community benefits from. We mentioned the example of a masjid. When we look at the life of the Messenger وسلم, we find there were also other community assets that the community needed, which he made available bi'ibnillah. It's mentioned that when the Muslims came to Medina, there was not much water. And one of the wells was owned by somebody who didn't want to give this water for free. Rather, he was charging an exorbitant price. So the Messenger وسلم, says, whoever buys this well, known as Bi'r Ruma, he will have Jannah. And Uthman ibn Affan who bought this well. What did he make this well? He made it a waqf. A waqf is an endowment. Obviously, the person making the waqf is allowed to stipulate who can benefit from this waqf. As for the well that was bought, Uthman who bought it and he made it a waqf for the Muslims. All the Muslims could then benefit and get water easily. Again, look at this community asset, something that the whole community needed, and that was water. In fact, the Messenger وسلم, it's mentioned that when he came to Medina, he also found that the marketplaces at the time were owned by people who were charging exorbitant fees for others to go and sell in them. So he established a marketplace for the Muslims and he said, This is your marketplace. This is your souq. And in it, there will be none of these exorbitant fees. Look at how the community needed this. And the Messenger وسلم, was able to provide or to put this in place. It's also mentioned that Rasulullah made what's known as a hima. Hima is a protected area. For what? For the animals of sadaqah and zakah. Basically, in those days, people, yes, they paid their zakah with gold and silver, but more so with animals, camels and sheep, goats, etc. So when the year would end or when a person's zakah was due, Somebody would come and collect the zakah and they would take this zakah. If it was animals, these animals obviously needed a place to stay. They needed, needed a place to eat, etc. So the Messenger وسلم, made protected areas around Medina. Again, look at this asset. Everybody benefits from it. 
what we can learn, especially when reading the seerah. Yes, we learn a lot about the personality. Who was the Messenger وسلم, His acts of worship, how he dealt with people on a personal level. However, we should also learn and benefit from how the Messenger وسلم, was able to lead and guide a nation, such a large community, the best community that's ever lived. How was he able to attain this? Yes, by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also after that, by doing certain things. He had his personality. He had his acts of worship. He also was able to manage the people and provide them with their needs. And one of the things he provided was these community assets. That's why when we look at the communities we live in today, we've got to realize that at times there's certain needs and infrastructure that needs to be put into place. For example, if we find that we have a big drug problem or we have problems in terms of health, etc. Maybe we could look into putting up a youth center, a community center, a fitness center, something that can benefit the whole community. As long as it's not haram, as long as it's not something that displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should actually look into these things because these community assets are extremely vital and important for the whole community and for people on an individual level. Because at the end of the day, yes, you are an individual in your own capacity, but you also belong to a community. You may not use these amenities or these assets, but your children may use them, your family may use them. You may be providing it as a service to others, even if you don't use it, but you're in a privileged position and others will benefit and you will be rewarded. So these are assets on a community level. When it comes to an individual or personal level, we find the Messenger وسلم, he also owned what we would term today as assets, things that he could benefit from. That's why it's mentioned that, yes, when he came to Medina, one of the first things he did was establishing Masjid Quba and Masjid Nabawi. And at the same time, he built the houses for his wives. This teaches us how the Messenger وسلم, was independent. He didn't need somebody else's property. He went and he was able to get his own and be independent. Yes, not everybody may be able to own a house or a car, especially in the world we live in today. However, it's important to understand and realize these things. And maybe later on, a person will be able to own these things. Because remember, the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us, yes, he has ordered us to worship him. He has also created us human beings with certain needs. If you are able to attain certain things from the dunya, your life may become much easier. Also on a personal level, the Messenger وسلم, had his own personal animals, mode of transport, etc. If somebody is able to and you know you need a car, you need something to move around in, then by all means go for it because at the end of the day, these are personal assets. These are things you will benefit from, your children will benefit from, etc. If there's anything we can take from this is, yes, they are personal assets. However, as a community, we've also got to start thinking of these community assets, things that help the whole community move forward as a whole and benefit. 
and there are many examples in the life of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all goodness and beneficial knowledge. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.